I might as well say that on the air. We need a new rejoin for the top of the show. <laughs> look who's with me. Is look it, who's look who's sitting in Ron is, Cook's is that, chair. Is that the theme from like Inspector Gadget or something? What is that? This I, I don't know, but when Joe Cop joined us as a guest for the Ron send-off, he said, I see you guys are still playing the same music that right. we played six years ago. Well, no, that's not a comment on Sean, don't call me Seth Meyers. Not even close to one. It, don't get me wrong. He just does what's in there. Hi, Paul. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? <laughs> I tell you, the, like I said to you off the air, the crick didn't rise. So I'm, I'm, I guess that's a good thing, right? Did, uh, have you been on the air since your mishap? No. Do, do you want to talk about it or no? That's fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, go ahead. Tell people what happened. It's wonderful to have you here. Uh, let's just say I got off the air on Friday and got into my car and passed out. <laughs> and uh, While driving? When I, no, I was in the parking lot when I came to. I, I had really bad chest pains and Ooh. could only see out of one eye and I was dizzy and faint and probably shouldn't have drove, but I didn't know what else to do. I didn't want to wait for an ambulance. So I went to the ER. They admitted me. And uh, I was there. I've been basically in bed for four days. <laughs> so uh, they rolled out some of the worst of it and I have some further testing I got to do, but Essentially, um, it turns out working 15, 16, 18 hour days, <laughs> many days in a row, you know, uh, it's probably not good for your health and not eating. Right are there other things? Right. Yeah. Are there other things you're not doing that are good, bad for your <laughs> yeah, health? Yeah, of course. The cigars, maybe? Yeah, the cigars. The probably, whiskey? Yeah, the, the, the beer, the cigars and all the other stuff. So uh, when, you're, when you're 30 years old and you go to the hospital, it's one thing when you're 53 it's kind of a wake-up call. So I was in the hospital and then uh, just laid in bed <clears throat> trying to recover. They gave me some new medications, and I got a couple more appointments this week to see it out, figure it out. And uh, i got to be honest with you, walking from the car to here, <laughs> I felt like I just ran a marathon. So are you so, okay right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have to no, make it because I'm the last, literally, yeah. the last living mammal that you want near you <laughs> no, if there's a medical emergency. No, I'll be fine. I'm just saying, like, you think that being in bed for four days, that you'd have a lot of energy. Yeah. But really, if you're in bed for the reasons I was in bed, yes, it's like you've got to rebuild your energy. You know what I mean? So I gotta, I'm going to try after the, after the show, I'm going to try and take like a 20-minute walk. 15, you know, usually, usually I take like a 30, 35-minute walk. I'm going to try to take like a 15-minute walk. Do you know there's a track right around the corner? Where? Green Tree Park. Uh, up, up yeah, there. Yeah, we could take a walk together. <laughs> I've got to do the, yeah, I've got to do the. We uh, could. <laughs> listen, you you are talking to the right guy in this sense. I had the same, not the same thing, but I had an epiphany, a wake-up call a month ago when I had pneumonia. Yeah. And I went in and they told me I weighed 200 and almost 230 pounds. I'm almost Alex Highsmith, except he's all muscle, I'm all fat. Wow. And a blood pressure reading of 142 over 90. And I said, I'm not going out like this. Yeah. Since that day, I'm eating right. I'm exercising. I'm on a regimen. I cook yeah. my own meals. We could do this together. You have to. You have to. Uh, uh, the one thing that I've. Do you want to move in? Yeah. <laughs> you, I'll, I'll move into your basement. You can I'll cook. cook uh, we just got a new couch in the basement. good meals. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing is that I. I uh, I have to eat better to start. 
that that's going to be a, a big thing. I mean, and with my lifestyle, you know, as you know, I I have other jobs and I, I do a lot of different stuff, and I'm always on the run. But do you eat breakfast? Thing, I I eat like a banana, and you know, I ate a banana and a pear today. You know, I'll a eat banana some fruit. And a pear? Yeah, a little fruit and a little fruit <laughs> action in the morning. I mean, that's <laughs> listen, that's all. I, I like that. You know, I mean, every so often I'll eat a granola bar or something like that, but for the most part, I just try and eat some fruit or something. I, I wish I had the time to wake up and like make some eggs, or you know what I mean, something. But I don't have time. Listen, so, <sighs> I made it. I made scrambled eggs <clears throat> with Swiss cheese, home oh, fries, that and crispy so good. bacon today, and it took 15 minutes. That I have it down so to a good. science. <laughs> You should come over for breakfast. Uh, you should move in for a month like a rehab. A rehab. Move in for a one-month rehab, and we'll we'll get on the same regimen. Yeah. For, what do you make of this? What do you make of this man in front of us? Well, first off, I didn't know any of this with either one of you, so I'm glad that both of you guys are doing well, and it sounds like you're both making changes. So uh, headed in the right direction, well, right? Paul isn't really making changes yet. I, He's I, just he ate the, a banana today. That sounds well, healthy. Yeah, that's true. As I, as I said to Adam, though, when you get to be my age— Go in the hospital, especially for why I went into the hospital. Yeah, I mean, they as soon as I got into the ER, they're like, "Yo, get this guy back." So I didn't even, I didn't, you know, like it's bad when you don't even look good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What did they do to you then? Do you remember? EKGs and all that stuff, and they hooked me up to IVs and you know the whole nine yards, and uh, gave me some kind of medication. I forget what it was, and then so, but I was joking with Adam, and I said. Uh, there was a point Friday where I was laying there and I really thought a black woman in a gospel choir robe was going to walk into the room and start going, the upper room. The last rites? <laughs> Father <laughs> Mulcahy was going to come in? Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I felt, really, at one point Friday. Were, I you, thought, were you legitimately afraid you might die? Yeah, I thought Friday and I thought, you know what, I've lived a good life. I'm going to miss everybody, but I guess, you know, if this is it, this is it. That's how I felt, right? When I went in there, wow. until I was laying in there for a while, and, you know, they got fluids in me and, you know, all the other stuff they do. To Then I started feeling a little bit better, and, and I was like uh, uh, maybe a little bit, maybe like about 3 o'clock, because I went in there like right about 10.45 or something, Maybe about 3 o'clock, 3.30, the nurse is like, well, you're starting to look a little better, so that's a good thing. I was like, oh, wow, gee, man. thanks. That's traumatic. Just, gee, thanks. Well, so, I, was, I, was, I was, I won't say near death, but let's put it this way. Three years ago, in November, I got a phone call. I had just been overnight in the hospital. They thought it was either gallstones or some other thing. I got a call right after the show. And the nurse said, it was a message that said, your blood test just came back. You have bacteria in your blood, which means you could die if you don't get in here soon. That's not a message you want to get. No, really? So I said to my wife, we have to go. And then on the ride there, I said, I'm sorry if I've been a horrible husband, but if I die here, well, here we go. It could happen. And I was in the hospital for 12 days. Yeah. 12 that's people awful. who have brain surgery get out before twelve days. Yeah, well, they got to make sure that they, that you're that you're back. You know, what if we what if we were both dead? Well, we couldn't do. We the wouldn't show. be here. Yeah. We wouldn't be here to do the show. There's absolutely no way we could do the show. <laughs> no, it would just be all dead air. <laughs> it would be dead air. You're right. 
I like that horse. Right? I do like that. So what do we want to talk about? I have an idea. You want to go death. with my idea? No. Not, not death. death. Right. I mean, I no, mean are you afraid of, here's what Bino Cook said. I'm not necessarily, he said when you get old, you know, people fear hospitals. And he said, it's not death you're afraid of. It's the exhibition season, right? <laughs> it's all that crap before it. Yeah. That's I mean, what frightens the me. Most, the most, the most, the most, uh, the most um, lucky people in the world are the ones who just kind of go to sleep one day and don't wake up, right? Yeah. I mean, as opposed to people that like go through like sickness right, for right, six right. years or yes. seven years and their quality of life is terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or people that like are in traumatic wreck and they don't die instantly and they're, you know, two, two and a half days on machines and then they die. Those, that, that, that probably is what, you know, I, I, I would not want to happen. Like, I just wanted to go to sleep and wake up. Quick not, and painless. You know, yeah. go to sleep and not wake up and then. Right. You know, then, then uh, at that point you're you're in a. But anyway, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure right now like we have half. How the, long uh, do you think Ron will live? He'll live a long time. I think a long time. I think he got out just in time. Yeah, and 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 he's the kind. If you listen to what he's going to do for the rest, of, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not going to. I mean, the drinking part. I don't know that that helps. Him. But I don't him. know if it hurts him that much. It, it hurts. Yeah. It, it does a little bit. But the bottom line is, if he's just going to hang out at the beach and relax and, and walk, and he walks walk, every day and walk and for exercise miles. and does what he does. Right. I think he'll be good. I mean, yeah. it, it's the end of the at the end of the day. It's we don't take care of ourselves in this country. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Our lifestyle here is insane. I think in Spain they have it right. You sleep in, you go to work for an hour, and then you start drinking. Yeah. All night. Well, and, and have a nice big meal that you eat slowly. Or listen, one of my, my the, probably my favorite place, actually my favorite place to go, and I go pretty much every year is Aruba. What do they do there? Their 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 motto is one happy island. You know, so and a it's typical. Nice. Does anybody work? They all work. Everyone works there. This is the beauty. This is the beauty of it. It's not like a place like the Dominican where it's poverty stricken and you, you, if you leave the resorts, you got to worry about getting robbed and all that stuff. Everybody works there, but nobody's in a hurry, if that makes sense. Yes. They all work and they all, you know, support themselves. Nobody's in a hurry. And it's just, I mean, uh, it's, you know, you go, you know, if you, if you go into the restaurants and you go into the, you know, into the town, whatever, you know, people serve you well. They're, you know, they're very good at doing their jobs, but- there's nobody that's pushing you to, you know what I mean? You gotta go, gotta, gotta do this, gotta do that. It, Where it, is Aruba? It's right off the South American coast. So it's like literally like. Do they have golf courses? Yes. It's literally a few, uh, it's, it's literally like maybe like, I wanna say it's like 20 miles or man, more than that. Maybe it's like 80 miles from Venezuela. Huh. But they have golf courses um, and they've got um, beer. Beer, obviously, but my, my point is, that's people say, well, why do you love Aruba? Well, gee, I don't know, sun, sand, beautiful beaches, clear beaches that you can actually see your feet even when you're walking out there. There's I no, love that. There's no sharks and there's no hurricanes, but and the weather is 82 to eight, 82 to 90 and sunny every day of the year. Could you uh, move there? Absolutely, I would. If I if I honestly if I could figure out a way to do it, I'd move tomorrow. I, I tell my kids that all the time. Believe me, if I could, can, you get a job there. If I could get if I could get a job there, I would be there tomorrow. Honestly, I'd live there. I'd be. Ford, there. can you find him a job? 
I'd be the biggest beach bum on the planet. Yeah, but, I'd be good at that. But too. but the, the, and people say, ah, oh, you'd get bored of the beach. No, I wouldn't. But here's the thing: you learn when you go places like that that our lifestyle here is nuts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Like, we're crazy here. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels like, you <laughs> know, the, the, there's a certain amount of people where everything's very easy, and then everybody else is scrambling like hell just to, just to meet their, 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 the basic requirements of living. Right, but it's not just that, Joe. And you were talking a little bit about it before, okay, with your daughter and all of her activities. Yeah. Listen, I coach girls basketball, right? Like, these families, these young families nowadays, they got these young kids. I don't know if it's like keeping up with the Joneses or you think you're going to miss something, right? But it is incredible. You know what I mean? It, I could, I'm tired listening to their schedules. <laughs> Believe me. You know what I'm saying? we got little Molly's birthday party, and then we've got to go to this kind of party, then we've got to go to this, and then we've got a, a, a basketball workout, and then we've got to do this. And the, I'm like, do you guys ever just like as a family, I don't know, hang out at your house and relax? Wow. That's why that's why during the pandemic, as horrific as it was for a lot of families, other families discovered, oh, my God, that's my son. <laughs> that's my wife. I, I haven't seen you in years. You know, it was like time at home, forced time at home. You know what I mean? I, I, absolutely. That's the whole point. I mean, listen. And I'm, I'm doing that right now. She quit uh, softball and no more basketball. That's been a couple of years. So one sport. So now there's time. To go places, to do things, right. to talk. Well, she doesn't really talk to us, but things like that. It's just, it's interesting, man, to step out of that <laughs> madness of that schedule. Like, let's go to, you know, Robert Morris in a dome on a Saturday night for travel softball practice <laughs> so somebody can manually throw you fly balls for half an hour, and we'll all say, well, that was worth it. We got better. You know what I mean? Well, like, uh, yeah, and like I said, I—, I like, for instance, if I have, like, a practice, right? Okay, I want to call a practice. I mean, okay, can, any, can, can everybody get to a practice at, say, 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock on Thursday? Right. Well, I don't know. Little Molly's got piano lessons. Little this one's got this. We got that. I, I, I joke. I'm like, some of you have lawn dart lessons. You've got this. You've got that. Like, do, do, ever, do any of you ever just, like, I don't know, hang out at home? They or, don't. Or, or we don't. We or, didn't. Or better yet, do any of you ever just like two of you, or, or like, like we did when we were young? You know, you walk out your door to your neighbor's house, and you get your neighbor's friend, and you go down here, and you guys just run around the neighborhood and have a good time, all with with no adults telling you what to do. Never. No, no scheduled. Never. Time? There's there's no sport that takes place that isn't parentally supervised anymore. Even pickup games. That's what I mean. They're probably lined with parents watching pickup basketball. I, I tell people all the time. One of the worst. One of the worst. People talk about, oh well, AAU is ruining basketball and blah blah blah. No, that's not why. Kids at eighth grade, ninth grade still don't know how to play basketball. Do you want to know why? Because none of them ever play pickup basketball. 
Right, which means you never learn. You never learn how to play basketball. Exactly. You never learn how to play basketball. You never listen when you when when you play pickup basketball. You know what you figure out? How to run to open spaces, how to set a screen, right? And if you want to keep playing, how to win? How to win? Because that's how you stay on the court. Exactly. How to how to move the ball? And guess what? Here's the other thing. Because there's wind a lot of times. Standing out there from 25 feet and shooting, you're not going to make many. So you got to learn how to get to the basket and score. There's so many things you learn just by playing pickup basketball. Yeah. Right, right, but, right. But, but I have my kids, I try and get them to play pickup basketball, and I watch it, and it's a disaster. It's like you never. It's, it's like taking robots and putting them on a different exactly. planet. On a different planet. What, what do, what, where do I go? What do I do? Usually everything's choreographed, you know? That's the whole point. It's like, what are we doing? So to me, long story short, <laughs> I know we went way over or whatever. But... No, we didn't. We usually go 40 minutes at oh, the time. Okay, good. We can keep talking then. Well, 30, right, Sean? Long story short. Or a short story long. Whatever. We are absolutely insane in this country, and that's, re- that's a big reason why we have all the health issues that we have. I mean, I looked at my pill thing, and I'm like, I got all these pills that I got to take every day. Yeah, I want to stay away from pills if I can. For what? Because of stress. Exactly. Stress. Lifestyle issues, perhaps. Eating wrong, (laughs) right? All of it. But here's the thing. If it was just me, if it was just me, I would be like, well, that's on me. But I know, you know, probably nine out of ten of my the people that I know would fit into that category where they don't eat right, they don't sleep right, they work too much, they do this too much, they you know what I mean? That's we're all a- we're all hamsters scrambling on a <laughs> wheel. Paul's ice is in for the rest of the week. Yes. Right? Lord willing and the crick don't rise. And the crick don't rise. <laughs> and it might rise this week. Sean don't call me Seth Myers is to my left. It's off the top. We have uh Jay Caulfield at noon talking penguins. I have a project for us, Paul. I know this is a, a surprise to you because this wasn't exactly meticulously planned, but that's how we do it here on the 10 a.m. show. You and I are going to run the Steelers. You can be Omar Khan or Mike Tomlin or Art the Second. Which one would you like to be? Art the Second. I'm in charge. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll be Tomlin then. Um, and we can we're, we're gonna we're gonna break down the Steelers position by position. Okay. And you and I get to make all the decisions. And it's going to be interesting because here's the thing. Some people have this happy notion of the Steelers that everything they do is by consensus. Like they all magically agree on things. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, if you injected Andy Weidel and Omar Khan and Art and Mike Tomlin with truth serum, you think they'd all say they believe in Kenny Pickett? <laughs> or, or do you think they would all say, I know uh, Omar and Andy weren't, in their current roles then, would they have drafted Kenny Pickett? Was it a good idea to draft Kenny Pickett? I don't think so. Are you willing to do this? Uh, yeah, I'll do it. I don't I don't know that uh, – I think that would be interesting. That would be an interesting discussion. I don't know out loud if they would admit that they wouldn't have drafted him. No, they, not unless they were on truth serum, no. Hindsight being twenty twenty. Do you agree that it was completely Tomlin's that ultimately Tomlin yeah, made that call? I think call? they panicked. I think they could have got him in the second round. They still got him. I think looking back, they probably know that now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So yes, there's also a very interesting name out there that may be free on the quarterback market. So why don't we talk about all of this? Yeah. Can Can I ask you a question? Yeah. 
Did you see the story? I was thinking about you. Did you see the story about the hockey cards? No. You didn't see this story? No. I figured you saw it. I figured we might actually be talking about it today. What hockey cards? So there was a case of unopened cards from, I guess, what was Wayne Gretzky's rookie season? Mid-80s, maybe? Yeah, 80, maybe something. I 80, think he was probably 80s? like 79. Would 79, be 80, NHL, something like whatever, that, whatever it was, right. There's So uh, they found a case of unopened cards, very rare. Un- 10,000 cards, 48 boxes of cards. They went to auction with them. Someone paid $3.5 million for them on the, on the hopes that there's some Wayne Gretzky, wow. Wayne Gretzky uh, rookie cards in there. Did they open them? Uh, that's a good, st- I'm, I'm going to follow that up. But I saw that story and I said, I got to figure out whether or not Joe knows about this because that's right up his alley. Did you collect cards as a kid? I did when I was young. Yes. Baseball cards. And I did a lot of dumb things with them too. So did I. And then my mom put them in lunch bags. Yes. And they all got ruined. Um, did you get the Harlem Globetrotters cards as a kid? Yes. I got them all. Remember I, I, Curly Neal? Yeah. He had a, he was sitting at an yes. easel. With a painter's hat on, that was oh, a great yeah, card. That, that was, was a great, great card. card. I, I I don't have any of my cards, right? But here it goes. The auction house estimated that it contains twenty-seven rare, pristine Gretzky rookie cards. Oh my gosh! You know who we should we should call? Let's call the uh, the general fort. Can we do that? Yeah, I think we should be able. Give to Give him make a call happen. right now. We'll talk to him when we come when when we come back about these hockey cards. How about this? The huh. Spokesman. For the Heritage Auctions, told the Associated Press that the winning bidder is not likely to open the sealed boxes and packs. This is something you could ask your guy because they're even rarer than the rookie cards. In other words, the packs unsealed are worth more than if you pulled the rookie cards out, the 17 But how do you know what's in there? Exactly. Let's ask the general. Why don't we do that coming up? 3.1 million is what he paid for this. He'll have the lowdown on all of this. Let's talk to him coming up. Talk a little penguins. But first, Paul and I are going to decide the Steelers' fate this offseason. Position by bloody position. That's how we're going to do it. And we're going to start in the quarterback room. When do you think we'll have our first argument? I think that should be interesting. Yeah, it'll happen. Wait, Within I, the hour, you and I, I think. Have, you and I have had some legendary ar- arguments. <laughs> I think it might happen. I think the, the first hour. Ar- the first argument we ever had was when I drove you to the airport in El Paso, and you were not. That wasn't an argument. You're, you're, that was you driving 100 miles an hour and me cowering my, in fear. Yes, you were not a fan of my driving style. <laughs> he told that story on the air last week, and it was incredible. <laughs> and that was after sitting up all night in the room because there were those little lizards. Yeah, yeah. lizards in my room. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And you're uh, like, <laughs> I remember that. That was. The only good part of that trip was Princell Brockenbro and Fitzgerald, right? <laughs> yes. Princell Brockenbro. They were awesome that day. And the spread right behind us. Yes. The barbecue at Texas A&M. Right. That's right. All I did, I, read, all I, I could reach from this chair behind me, burnt ends, sliced pork, mac and cheese, all Texas yes. style. It was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. But still, uh, when it comes to legendary eating performances in press boxes you're 
your destruction of the dessert table in Toledo. Toledo, yeah. <laughs> that was that was something to behold. It was such a surprise because usually the rest of the meal was like boxed pizza and then I remember bowls of M&Ms at Toledo. But then they came out with this deluxe dessert tray and we killed it. And that was the night Pitt uh, Pitt season got ruined. Remember? Yeah. Bruce Gradkowski and Lance right. Moore. That's right. The lead to my story that. the next day was thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's fix the Steelers and do numerous other things here. I was going to say sundry. Is that the right word, Fort? Sundry things? Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. You just have to be confident when you say it, and it's correct. Off the top <laughs> by J.P. Roofing and Siding. Fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And it's very important that you follow along on the text line because we're going to finish with text in the city. I also have a game of PTI for Paul and I. It's going to be Paul Thinking Inwardly, I think, is the uh, is the acronym there. We're going to be on a time clock with Fort Myers giving us a bunch of topics, and then he's going to judge who won. Time right now, Paul. Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. So get your text in, give your name, and give a hot take, 928-9370. And the time is 1027. Time to call Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Paul, do you have a 15-second read right here, I believe, if I'm not mistaken? I do. I don't know. It says on this sheet. Maybe Fort Myers. Well, you, you know what? This is my fault. You have to get used to the time clock, which is to say there is no time clock. On no, that's show. like me, you know. So, yeah. That's D- why you and I will work together. We'll work well together because both of us are not good at the time clock. <laughs> there could be actually like a few shows by the end of the week where we never get to a commercial. We, we should, should just, just cover it. the clock for the entire four yeah. hours, just like a casino where they don't want you to know what time it is. Things go better, I think. Yeah, like a one. radiothon. We'll just keep going. The All thing right. is, you know, they, they need to pump oxygen in here, keep us awake like they do in a casino. All right. Do I read this now? All right. It's Paul Zeiss, guys. Dealing with ED is miserable. You know it, and she knows it, too. New Flow Men's Health is the area's leader in treating erectile dysfunction with long-term positive results. Don't be taken advantage of by clinics peddling testosterone, pills, or other crap. No pills, no injections, and no games. Take control, and you get your confidence back by contacting New Flow Men's Health, 412-784-9000. That's 412-784-9000. Visit us at newflowmenshealth.com. That's N-U-F-L-O menshealth.com. There we go, Paul. You a Pete Townsend guy? Yes. How can we make you happy with the music today? I know you like this, but you like... Uh, I like a lot of stuff. Earth, Wind, and Fire is what you yeah, play on your show? Yeah, of course, that's you know always the uh, staple of my shows, but uh, this is your show, so I- I'm just a guest, right? Well, we aims to please our guests, right? Don't we, Sean? That's always the goal. If you can find Paul a little Earth, Wind, and Fire before the end of the show. Any other requests? Good for the soul. Good for the soul. We've got that. I think we've got some Michael Jackson in there. We've got some good stuff like that in there, right? Did you see the Netflix piece on uh, We Are the World, how they brought all those people yes. together? For You yes. saw that? Yeah. Amazing. Uh-huh. And Michael Jackson was the biggest star. Absolutely. 
I mean, he was just, he, it was like, it was every, him and everybody else. It was crazy. I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing. Uh, from There was a bunch of those compilations, right? Yeah. Do you remember? I, I, I saw, I watched one of those on uh, Dion Warwick. Did you see the one where she where she put together that, uh, remember they did the tribute song for AIDS? Remember in like 87, right, 8? Right. I'd like to see I can, it. I, I can. I, I can, love her. I can hear the song, but I can't think of. Uh, that's what friends are for. Remember that? Yes. It was her. Think about this foursome: her, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, and Gladys Knight. That was the wow. That was the four she pulled together. Elton John said, "And this is you don't realize like certain people like Dion Warwick how big and influential they were in the music industry, right? She's still alive, isn't she? Oh yeah. She she." Elton John said, "When she called, I said, there's no way I can't. Uh, there's no way I can say no, right?'" She had a song called Alfie. Was that about Alan Robinson from the AP? <laughs> I guess Alan <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> Alan Robinson from the AP, the, the the happiest man in media. What about Ebony and Ivory? You and I should sing that song later. <laughs> That's the I'll show. I'll be Paul McCartney. Hey, you be Stevie Wonder. That that could be the name of the show. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. <laughs> All right, where were we? Oh, the general is not available right now. We're, must we're be attending to yeah. a to a card issue, probably I at would the baseball it, card castle. Yeah. So we'll get back to that with Paul's hockey cards, or whoever the guy was that paid three point two million for these hockey cards. What the deal is here? In the meantime, Paul is Art Rooney. I'm Mike Tomlin, and we're both half of Omar Khan, and we're sitting. Upstairs in our offices on the south side, mapping out our off-season. And you can join us at any point as a consultant. You can be Andy Weidel if you call in. Let's just go position by position, Paul. Let's start with the most important one. Your art, so you convene the meeting. What are we going to do about the most important position on the field? Let's debate. Go. I'm Mike Tomlin. I'm Art? Yeah. Um, well, again, I think everybody, we've already made it a pretty clear Kenny Pickett is going to start the year as our, as our starter. But you be art as you think he yeah. should be if, with if your I'm, ideas. Yes, yes. Yeah. I would say, is Baker Mayfield available? Mm. If he's not available, then I would say, uh, is Kirk Cousins available? Mm. And if he's not available, then I would say, all right, we'll just, let's do the Ryan Tannehill thing. We'll bring him in as our backup. As a guy that we know, if Kenny Pickett doesn't get it done, that we have a guy that can win games. So I Ryan would, Tannehill stinks, Art. That's my one problem there. And Kirk but, Cousins is too expensive. But, but 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 Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield are coming in as starters. I agree. I would agree. Tannehill I, I, is coming in as a backup. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. You've proven absolutely incapable. Okay, of uniting your <laughs> locker room. Which is why I don't want Mason Rudolph in there. Because I feel of, insulted, Art. You should be. If Mason Rudolph is in there, I know what's going to happen. The first time Kenny throws a poor, a bad pass, an interception, whatever, half your locker room is going to start chirping about how they want Mason Rudolph to play. Because oh, believe he me, well. I know. You and I did a great job pretending that we really want Mason back. <laughs> so fist bump there. Right. Right. So at the end of the day, he's gone. We've got to find a backup, and it's got to be a veteran. No, we have to find a starter. So, let, let, how about some common ground on Baker Mayfield, Art? Of course, if he's available, that's where we're going. If, okay. If Baker Mayfield is available, 
We are going to go all in to try and get him. I have a bold idea for you. And Omar, you feel, why don't you be Omar? Uh, Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. You just pipe in whenever you want, even okay. though you don't really have any power. Sure. Okay? Um, <laughs> so, what about Justin Fields? No. I like Justin Fields. I visited with him at the Combine. Great kid. You liked, leader. You liked Malik Willis as well. That hurts, Art. Uh, well, I'm just saying, you know what? No, I, I didn't like Malik Willis. <laughs> I told everybody I liked Malik Willis. And we wanted to draft Malik Willis, so they wrote it, and then I took Pickett. What if Pickett would have been— Kenny Blank and Pickett, what, big boy. What if Pickett would have been off the board, you would have taken Malik Willis. We know it. So my point is, here, if you bring in—if we're going to bring in a starter— we're going to pay the money to bring in a starter, or we're going to use the capital to trade for a starter. Why are we going to go get a reclamation project that we don't necessarily know whether or not he's going to be good or not? Go get somebody we know can play the position. Okay. Guys, you I know think what? Russell Wilson can play the position. He's a weirdo. We don't want him in our locker room. I love Russell Wilson. I'll tell you that. We can get him on the cheap. Don't That's have to worry unfair. About the cost. That's an unfair rap by Art saying, there. To All me, I, here's what I know about Russell Wilson. He beat in a row Cleveland, Kansas City, Buffalo, Minnesota, and Green Bay. He didn't throw a pick the whole time. You'd like him, Art. I, I, I would, except for the, the problem is none of his teammates like him. <laughs> That's overblown. <laughs> When the, when, when the Broncos tried to screw him over, his teammates were, came out in support of him. Yeah. Well, all I'm I'll, here's the thing: I wouldn't. I, I would actually. And we can get him for nothing. I would be actually okay with Russell Wilson ahead of Justin Fields. So let my me, point let me, is: my point is Russell Wilson's proven he can win games. He's proven he can be a quarterback at a reasonably high level. Kirk Cousins has done the same thing. Okay. Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield has done the same thing. But Kirk Cousins is going to cost us. Yeah, but we millions. Got, we got thirty million extra. So, but what's the difference between Cousins and Wilson? Plus, Cousins is coming off an Achilles. He is absolutely. I'd rather have Baker for probably a pretty penny, but not as pretty as that. Or Again, Russell for nothing. I Russell would, for nothing. I would say, but I would say one of those three. For the most part, those are the three that actually have proven they can win foot, football game that aren't reclamation projects. I, I, I've had enough of the reclamation projects at quarterback. Okay, we, we we didn't we learn our lesson this year. Remember, remember what we spent the whole off season last year or two years ago convincing ourselves that one year with Brian the Bull or whatever the hell his name is up there in Buffalo, one year watching Josh Allen fixed Mitch Trubisky. Remember that? Hey Art, have you heard the Trubisky train thing on ninety three seven The Fan? I, I think that's where it all started. Omar, do you have anything to say here? Bring in somebody who knows how to play the position that we don't have to guess. I would like to have a lot of money to spend elsewhere, so if we can get a quarterback that comes in cheap, I'm going to be all for that. Let me suggest a bold move to both of you gentlemen. What if we really, really went for it and went for the Bears' top pick? Nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Ryan Poles, their GM, said today, I've got nothing for you, and that is what he said. For the quarterbacks. What if they want to keep Fields and trade the number one pick? And what if we could get our hands on Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, if you like him, Art, and we trade them T.J. Watt? You interested? No. Mike, I'm worried about what that's going to do to the rest of the locker room as it currently is 
Consider- I, I, well, I, let me tell you, Omar, about worried, the rest uh, of the locker room. Yeah. None of them have ever won a playoff game. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about, again, you take Caleb Williams, we have no idea if he's going to be a good quarterback. You take Drake May, we have no idea if he's going to be a good quarterback. You take Jaden, uh, what, what was his name? Jaden Daniels. Daniels from yeah. LSU. We have no idea if he's going to be a good quarterback. I know. Let's, but but, but let's think about this. this Instead of bringing in a broken down Kirk Cousins, a okay, late listen, stage Russell let's get, Wilson. Let's get, rid of, let's get rid of Kirk Cousins, okay? You're okay. right. Cost too much All money. Right. Cost All too right. much money. Thank you for that I concession. Like him, I like him more than Justin Fields, but let's say he costs too much money. So let's focus on Baker Mayfield or Russell Wilson. Okay. You bring those two guys in. You have a chance with an you know with some of your stars on defense getting old to maybe take a run. If you gave the Steelers Baker Mayfield last last season for the entire season, if you gave us, yeah, gave us Baker. Oh, May- sorry, I gave us. Yeah, Baker Mayfield for the entire season last year. Yeah, I'm thinking we win 12, 13 games, and it probably have a home playoff game. Omar, what do you say to that? I think I think we're awfully close, and a, a quarterback can get us over the hump. So, yeah, if we can do that, I think there's interest on our side to make it happen. Now, Todd Bowles said today, and I did see this, that signing Baker is of the highest priority, but they didn't tag him. He could be out there. I'm with you. Have, have we reached a consensus on Baker Mayfield if he's available? I'm willing to do whatever it takes to move money around to bring him in. Art? I would do whatever, yes. If he's available, I would do what it takes to get Baker Mayfield. And I don't think it would cost as much as you think it would cost. All right. What if it's plan B and we go with no with somebody who's not a threat to Kenny? You mentioned Ryan Tannehill. If, if we're going the no threat route, give me Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew. Okay. Guys who can actually play if you have to use them. Well, here's my thing. The thing about Ryan Tannehill that would be very attractive he already knows the system. So you wouldn't have to waste reps that you want to get Kenny. You wouldn't have to re- waste them on trying to get your backup to understand what's going on and get reps with the first team and all that stuff. You wouldn't have to do that. Kenny would be able to get every rep he needs to get. I know, but he's horrible. That's Who? the problem. Who? Tannehill. And maybe Ke- maybe Kenny, horrible. too. I don't. I mean, listen. He's we, broken down. What we've seen with him, though, is if you have a good running game, and you take the pressure off of him. He's pretty good at play action. He makes enough of the throws that he can he can be in a pinch your guy. We're doomed no matter what, aren't we? We're no, gonna run an offense so. from I, the nineteen seventies with a boring run game and a play action so. pass game. We're gonna look like the Titans from those years where they were pretty good, but you knew they weren't gonna win a championship. I, I, I really don't think so. You wanna fold the franchise art? I think if you yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell it and buy a, buy a horse track with it, like go the opposite of the way it came. Um, I, I, I'm gonna tell you, I, I think that if we can get a quarterback, or if Kenny Pickett can play at a higher level, we have a shot to be pretty good next year. So it's not hopeless, but it's a matter of getting the right guy. Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know if we can do that. I mean, then what are we doing? That's why I want to go high ceiling. I want to go high ceiling with right, my but quarterback. Right, if you go get high ceiling, you get a rookie. I mean, you, I know. You, well, you, look at C.J. Stroud. Yep. Did they win the Super Bowl? No. Okay. 
But so, they didn't have a very good ro- – we would have a better roster around our guy. Right. But my my thing with that is when you say win the Super Bowl, you got to remember – you're in a conference with Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert in a new system that probably is going to work a hell of a lot better than the, the what he just got done with. Did you mention Lamar, Tua? You, yeah, you, you know, and you've got Lawrence, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence. So, I know, so how can well, we show up to camp with Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> That's why I want to fold the franchise, Art. But if you, but if you show up with Caleb Williams, are you better? Um, more excited. More excited. What does that mean? It means he could be great. Yeah, he we could have also a chance be, at greatness. You could also be zero and seventeen, and even better. Then we get the number one pick <laughs> next year. We're yeah, finally out of the mushy middle. That doesn't good. sound like you, Mike. Yes, I know. I want. I do want to keep that non-losing well, you streak. You got to have the intact. non-losing streak. I mean, if you don't have that, what do you have? All right, I like that. I think we might have reached a consensus on Baker Mayfield. Did we? If he's available? Yes. I think Baker Mayfield is the best option among starting options. Now, I actually my, – my, my only thing with Russell Wilson is where he's been, his teammates have not liked him. He's turned into a little bit of a weirdo. I thought and he I, did that more, more two years and, ago and, than and this I, last and, year. And I'm thinking about the way that Steeler fans treat the quarterback if he doesn't play well or he doesn't play the way they think he should play. Yeah. And how sensitive he is. I don't know if that would be a good mix. That's all I'm saying. Did you see Termar Johnson yesterday? Yeah. Man, did he that? crush that second one. Was it the first one yeah. or the second one? The I don't know which one. one I was watching, but he did a little bat flip. Yeah. It's tremendous. That's – that's see that's that to 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 segue to sort of draw a parallel, right? Young talented guy, that's what you're talking about. Hope, excitement. Hope and excitement that they sell. All right, coming up. We're still going to effort the general. We're going to get back to Steelers. We're going to go to running backs, our offensive line, etc. because we worked that out very well between Art, Mike and Omar. But how about a little penguin talk at the top of the hour? Tristan Jari is a name that keeps coming up now more often than it did. We're getting real close to the trade deadline, March 8th. They have a huge game tonight. What do they actually need to do on this road trip and the two games after that, which are the last two games before the deadline? That's Washington and Columbus at home. What do they have to do to keep Kyle Dubas from selling and maybe selling big? Let's talk about all of that. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Jeep Dodge, Route 19, and Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. And I also have a mailbag today that has many, many good questions, uh, Mm. including one about Ron Cook that I think Paul will be happy to answer. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Warm but rainy, high as 61. We've been talking a lot of NBA. We're getting close to uh, TNT Thursdays. But right now, I want to tell you about how new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. was watching a couple games last night. Man, if you pick Sacramento, you're going to get points. I know that much. 
De'Aaron Fox is on a heater. You want to just try to find these trends where a guy gets hot for like two weeks, you know, and then and then you can cool off and they'll cool off. But but get him while they're hot. He's hot right now. Quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey and shoot your shot. 21 plus, present in Pennsylvania. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With your fan headlines, this is Sean Myers. Penguin 